and understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. Today's show is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com. We help you stop working so hard with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Before we dive into the show, I want to ask you, have you heard about our winner's circle? In the winner's circle, we cover things like how to get your ideas to execution fast, how to build an amazing team that you can afford, mastering the 60-40 win formula where you're in execution mode 60% of the time. We show you how to get back 25 hours a week. All our clients, everyone in the winner's circle tells us they get back 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. So you want to check out the winner's circle if you're really looking to crush your demanding schedule and just explode your profits. So check out the winner's circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And I am your lucky host, Chris Ward. And why am I lucky? We have Bob Berg in the house. This is going to be a game changer for you. This is going to be super exciting time. Oh my heavens. So let me just gloss over a few things. If you somehow, some way do not know who Bob Berg, Bob Berg is at this time, you will want to. Okay. So he is known for his classic endless referrals book. I mean, that's a game changer right there. You've got to get that book right away. And then he has now become the co-author of a fantastic series called The Go-Giver. And I can't wait to talk to Bob about what I got from that. But just so you get an idea, we're talking about sold more than 1 million copies and has been translated into 30 languages and rated number 10 on Inc. magazines of the most motivational books ever written. And it's more than motivation. It's practical. Let's get to it. High end stuff. So Bob, we are just thrilled that you fit us into your calendar. Thank you. And welcome to the show. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm honored to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, okay. So listen, let's get to it. You are the, probably the most misquoted person ever on, I don't know, planet earth maybe. And so you guys all out there, you have been using Bob's quote and you probably don't know you have, and you don't know you've been butchering it as well. (laughs) Right. So Bob, why don't you dive in and tell us the quote that's been slapped around out there that, you know, they're not tagging your name on every time they say this. And that quote is, Oh, you must be talking about all things being equal. People will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. Yes. So we've all slandered (laughs) that, but this is the guy. This is the man. This is the myth, the legend that says, listen, (laughs) it's about doing business with people, you know, like, and trust. And we've slimmed that down, but that was in its entirety. And I think that we all use that as our staple. So I just wanted to tap into that right at the top of the hour. 
All every right. time. Thank you. Yes, Bob. Now I'm just going to tell you one a little short story and then I'm going to get you totally, I, I, I'm going to get out of my, your way because listen, with that <laughs> aptitude of business that you have and that radio voice that you got, they do not need to be listening to me, but <laughs> I want to tell you, so I've written, uh, sorry, written, I've read all, you know, every one of your books, but Thank the go giver sell more. I have, you know, heard over and over again about the whole be of service and, you know, I get it. And I would like to think myself as a, a thoughtful giving person to the point where sometimes I had to learn how to set boundaries so that you receive as much as, you know, some balance of receiving and giving life lesson there. Okay. So why do I tell you about that? It's not to toot my own horn and saying like, I come from that position anyhow. So I thought, you know, I was reading really honestly your book. I thought uh, a reading it out of loyalty and B thinking you could always learn more. Of course, there'll be some angle, some perspective, but I could not put the book down. And a couple of times that day, somebody, you know, like even my mom called to ask me something. I'm like, listen, listen to the story in this book. Like she doesn't care. Right. I'm like, listen to me. And one that hugely jumped out for me was the one about Heather, the VP of City Mortgage, and I will paraphrase this really shortly, and then you can expand on this, is she and a bunch of colleagues at high-level positions had lost their job. And then they were all having trouble getting their jobs. I'm telling you, Bob, right? Like, as if you don't know. And then here's the really fascinating part to me, which is where I want to start the show with, is you know, they, then they joined together and said, look, they're all having trouble finding jobs. So they joined together so that the, the whole premise of it was you could only join if you were willing to help others find a job. And I have to say, I, I told everyone I ran into that week about this story because gosh, I, I've, I, as I said, I've been told I'm thoughtful, I'm generous, I'm giving, but I got to say, I don't know if I would have had that insight. You would have got this whole, I'm having trouble getting a job. I got to take care of this first. I have my family and then I'll come back and help you. But I could see when the story unfolded it, it, you know, that would have been the wrong path, but it was really astounding to me that I think even the best of the best would have fallen prey to that first and most exercised journey. So sure. let me get out of your way, Bob. No, no, that's fine. And it's, it's very natural. Uh, and, you know, some of what we're, we're talking about in the, in the, in the books, um, and these were co-authored with John David Mann, who's a brilliant storyteller and writer. So uh, I want to make sure to <laughs> give mm. him credit, not as not have it as though it's, it's, it's just my book. Uh, not at all. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the, the basic premise is this, and let's, let's start here because I think this will explain it, that shifting your focus, right? And this is what Heather and her, her, uh, her group did, okay? Shifting your focus from getting mm -hmm. to given. And now when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. Uh, and understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, um, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. And, and not for any kind of, you know, woo woo way out there. Oh, mm. just give and get that. No, we're not talking about that at all. This is actually very rational. It's very logical. Why? Because when you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself and, and place it on others, on place it on serving others. When you can move from an I focus or me focus to a, a focus on helping that person solve or overcome their challenges. When you can move that focus from you onto helping another person move closer to happiness, people feel good about you. 
People mm. want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They, they want to see you succeed. They want to, to be in relationship with you. They want to do business with you if that's appropriate at the time. They definitely want to tell others all about you. They want to be your personal walking ambassadors. So it's really, we're talking about human nature. Now yeah. you've got to come at this giving aspect from a very authentic base. Okay. But it, which is what you do. And, and, and I assume that's what the people watching and listening also do. Um, you know, I, I often, when I speak at sales conferences, one of the first things I'll say is nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Right. Right. They're not going to buy yeah. from you because you need the money or even because you're a really nice person. They're going to buy from you because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's the only reason why anyone should or should be expected to do business with or buy from you or from me or from anyone else. Now, this is great news. It's wonderful news for that person, for that salesperson, for that entrepreneur who really has a desire to serve, right? And bring value to others. Um, this is why John David Mann and I say, uh, and we said this in Go Giver Sell More, that money is simply an echo of value. Mm. Right? Money is an mm. echo of value. It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means nothing more than that the value must be your focus. The value you're providing or giving another person. The money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you've provided. So again, there's nothing, when we talk about giving in this context, there's nothing about being a go-giver that should be confused with being a doormat or a martyr or self-sacrificial. No. There's nothing about that, right? No, and, and that wasn't know. at all what I got from the book either. Oh, no, was, no, I understand that. I just want to make sure that, that that's understood when we say Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Right? I just want to uh, amplify what you just said there. It was such a it was, I don't even, I don't want to sound woo-woo because I don't want to say it was like spiritually uplifting. It was, it was just such a positive life affirmation connected to things that somehow, you know, in your personal life, this is, you know, what I do, what I do, what sure. I do. And then it, you I certainly don't believe successful people are cold or self-serving or anything like this, but, but it took anything that thoughtful or generous or a surprise birthday or anything I like to do in my personal life and realize that should be amplified tenfold in my business life because sure. I, I reach more people there. I, you know, yeah. I have a wider circumference than I do in my intimate family. So it, it was just really, um, it was really inspiring and life affirming uh, to a level I had never read before. Oh, thank you. Well, means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. So, so yeah. So explain the, keep going with the go-giver series, because it is something that I just think, uh, man, we need to be ringing that bell and get you out there more. Cause it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a game changer. So the go-giver is the opposite of the go-getter. Ah, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. We would say that a, a go-getter, if we wanted to find a go-getter by someone who takes action, we think they're complementary. We want people to be go-getters, people who are, are people of action, because without action, nothing's going to happen. You can have the greatest thoughts, best ideas, the greatest mm -hmm. of intent, but without action, nothing's going to happen. So we would say the opposite of a go-giver is a go-taker. Mm, okay? That's okay. the person who feels okay. almost entitled, if you will, to take, 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 right, without having added value to the process, to the person, to the situation. So we'd say be a go-getter and a go-giver, just don't be a go-taker.
Okay. Okay. All right. So in your, you, you're just traveling. I mean, you just, your messaging is all over everywhere. Like, and right. to the point, like I said, that people don't even know it's that they're, right? yeah, no, <laughs> but that people don't even know they're referring to you or quoting you or whatever. So in your pearls of wisdom with all the books you've read and all the places you traveled, give us a, say the top three and I know you're such a generous, kind, articulate person. So I'm even afraid with you to use the word mistakes, but what are three things that we could be doing better under the umbrella of how you see business? Well, I think the first thing is that, uh, and thank you for those nice compliments. It's uh, certainly very kind of you. Uh, I, I think it's understanding that, and, you know, Dale Carnegie first said this in his, I don't know if he said it first, but he certainly said this uh, in an impactful way in his classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He said, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, not our reasons, right? Just like the person buying from you because they believe it's going to benefit them, okay? So I think we always have to keep in mind, right, that great salesmanship, if you will, is never about the salesperson. Uh, it's never even about the product or service, as important as those are. It's about the other person, right? Mm. It's about that person whose life you're choosing or trying to add value to. It's really about when you think about it, and I know you'll relate to this, Chris, because it's the kind of person you are. It, it's really about another person's life being better just because you are part of it. And when we look at salesmanship or salespersonship, I'm not sure how to say it now, uh, in a, you know, yeah. in a, 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 you know, in a, a very legitimate way, you know, that's really what it is. You know, the old English root of the word sell was salan, which literally meant to give. And mm. so when you're selling, you're literally giving and someone will say, well, wait a second, Bert, you know, that's, I get that's kind of wordplay though. Isn't that semantics? I don't think so. And here's why. When you're in the selling process, let's say you're about to do a presentation for someone, right? And, and, and you know, what are you giving? Well, I suggest you're giving that person time, attention, counsel, education, empathy, and most of all, value. So, so if we want to put it in terms of mistakes, it's not realizing that it's all about that person. You know, it's mm -hmm. not about us and it's not about our, our product or service. That makes such sense. And you know, one of my, I get compliments from time to time about the videos or the content I put out online and people are very kind about my energy. And what I would say is my Great goal energy. was, thank you. My goal is when you enter a room or an interaction, I want to leave it. I want to have, you know, leave the room brighter than when I entered it. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. And so what are you contributing in that interaction? And can you make it memorable and make lift somebody's day, you know, in any capacity, even in the grocery line, whatever. And yet then you kind of switch gears though, as a business person, when you're presenting information, cause you're like, Oh, I got to explain that they need this and they need this and the urgency of, I know I can help you, but it, it comes off uh, yeah, it comes, it comes off in a different vein than you appreciate, than you preach. And so I feel like even when we have those tools and we use them and we know they're important, somehow we put them down or don't use them as effectively in business right. and sales. Right. Well, I, I agree. And again, because it's natural, it's, it's, you know, mm. it's a very natural thing. Okay. I got to tell them all about this. Product. Yeah. Why? Well, because it's a great product or service we have. We all believe in it. Right. I mean, yeah. when, when someone gets into, a, especially an entrepreneur, but you typically anyone in sales or, or someone in business, typically as human beings, we have a need 
to give. We have a need to make the world better. We have a need to add value, to be part of something bigger, right? We have a need to, to believe we're making a difference in the world. Now, typically as an entrepreneur, we do this through our business, through our work. Now that doesn't mean we can't be involved in other charitable and but I'm talking, but by and large, okay, we, 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 communicate our value. We live our values through our work, which is our product mm -hmm. or service. So of course we think it's the best out there and it would help this person so much if they'd only get it. So what do we do? We tell them why they should get it. Right. Okay. What we want to do is kind of, um, kind of go the other way and ask questions, right? Okay. Ask questions and really listen and discover what what they need, what they want, what they desire, right? And when we ask these questions, when we listen, and we listen not just to kind of sharp angle them into a close, but listen so we really get it, so we really understand. And then when they say something, we don't assume that just because they said it that we understand what they meant, because we know as human beings, we all see the world from, from different sets of beliefs, what I call our unconscious operating system. Right, we all see the world in a certain way, and we assume others see the world the same way we do, but they don't. We yeah. are not our customer. We don't know what they would find of value about what we do. So we've got to ask the questions and allow them to to tell us. And then only when we really are are pretty much as assured that as we can be that we understand what they're looking for. Now it's time to connect the benefits of our product or service with what they have told us they need want and desire. You know, when now we having said that, I can still see where some of us, myself included, where you get better and better, you know, not just to listen to enough to that they go, they've stopped talking. So let me go, la 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 la. Here's right. my thing. Now, right? <laughs> exactly. Did I put enough time pretending I'm listening and asked you enough questions? <laughs> right. And then I think even when I I, you know, I think the most amazing teachers are the ones not only are they teaching what they set out to teach you, but then you hear it on different layers. So when I'm looking and listening to you, I can hear your pacing is different. You know, the breath and how you talk is different. And I'm realizing, oh, okay. I bet you his pacing is very different when he's, then when it is his turn to talk, it's more of a gentle guide instead of great. Here's boom, 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 boom. What you need to know where we, even with the best of intentions of just enthusiasm can be too blasting, right? Well, we can, you know, we continue to learn as we go along. I remember when I first started speaking professionally, um, you know, I was, and I'm originally from outside of Boston. And so we tend to talk very fast up there. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. And, it, and the pace never changed. And, you know, the feedback I would continually get was that, you know, it was exhausting listening to me. <laughs> right. And so I had to kind of learn how to slow down at certain times, stop at certain times, pause, mm -hmm. speak at different speeds and, and do certain things. Um, and for a while it was very difficult, but then, you know, you do yeah. it enough times and then it becomes natural. You don't really have to think about it. It, it but uh, I think like anything else, you know, you do it enough times and you start to, you start to internalize it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's the same with selling and, and the same with listening and the same with knowing the questions to ask and knowing when, you know, and like anything else, but, but we have to sometimes resist the human urges that we have to just kind of blast information um, and say, okay, no, it's time to ask questions and then really listen.
Yeah. And I think all the stuff that the different pieces I picked up in, in all your different books, the, the layering was so subtle, but so profound. And I think the skill sets that wherever we acquired them from, let's say we have X amount of skill sets, like level, I don't know, four to 10, those, those foundational stuff sort of repurposed what for me, what I already was effective at or did know, Mm -hmm. but it it changed everything else. Like it it was, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe like a a good pasta recipe and then you add another spice. It's like, Uh, well, now it's a whole new game, right? (laughs) Thank you. So it's like, I thought I had a good recipe, but now I added this new spice and it's everything. It just permeated through the whole, you know, the the whole menu. So to me, that's, it's just so subtle, but so powerful. And there was just story after story in, in different ones of them that were just like, oh, I get it now. I get it. You know, really just being more impactful and being more of service. But I think the being of service has been really understated and underserved with the, I don't know, it just didn't have the impact that you were able to deliver. So again, touching on the the service aspect of it, you know, go ahead, speak your wisdom. We're just here to learn and listen. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think you pretty much hit it on the head. And of course, John David Mann, the way he put that into words and, and, you know, and of course he was a great entrepreneur himself. So he's, you know, brought so much to the table. So, it, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a fun project to work on because it was And if he was here, we'd big him up too. So we're not discrediting him, but no, you're the one in the oh, room. No, of course. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just want to make sure nobody thinks it we was got me. It. Just, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think you hit it on the head and you know what it really is, is uh, I'd say most of the people who have, who, I guess, promote the book like you do and have been such great ambassadors were also already embodiments of those principles anyway, like you, and you merely recognized yourself in them. Okay. So, you know, John and I are often asked, or we were when the first book first came out, what is it that you guys put in this book? That's anything new and different. And we'd always say nothing. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, universal laws are universal laws. People, you know, successful people. There are five basic laws in the go-giver, right? The laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. Now they're called different things throughout history. We, we gave them those particular names and wrote a story around it. But they, these are the same things that successful people have used forever. Now, many didn't even know they were doing it. Some did it mm. very intuitively, others, st- right? But there's nothing new. You know, I, I remember Jim Rohn, who was one of just the greatest mm-hmm. business philosophers of all time and also a great entrepreneur and a fantastic author. He used to say, beware the person who comes to you promising new fundamentals, mm-hmm. right? There's no such thing, right? <laughs> Things have already been around for a long time. And so I, so I think it's the same here. And that's why so many people when the book, and it did take off very fast, it got off to a very fast start. And we were very grateful for that. Um, but I think it was because the first, um, the early adopters, if you will, were the people who didn't need it. They're mm. the people like yourself who already were doing business that way. And we got so many emails from people who said, oh, this is how I built my fortune. This is how I built my company. This is how I built this huge sales team. This is how, but my people won't believe me. <laughs> right? mm. So they used our book as sort of third party credibility. <laughs> you know? Well, I think though, like I said, that story at the top of the show, that really, I, I don't know whether I would have been that person. I would have taken care of getting my own job first thinking, you know, if nothing else, I'm accountable to my family and I want, you know, well, like, oh my God. But, yeah. but there was nothing they were doing that was self-sacrificial though. Remember it was, they weren't having any success going after. No, jobs. but I would have been short-sighted. 
oh, okay, I got it. Because they, what they discovered was, you know, if you can edify the other person, third party credibility, you're helping them get a job. Well, they're also doing the same for you. And, and so, your network is bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, your it. formula was astounding to me. When you, <laughs> like when you said that, I thought, well, that makes sense because now you've got this network and you can improve right. each other's resumes sure. and you can exactly. prove each other's contacts. And even <laughs> though you think you're in competition, everybody is a different formula to the same thing. So you're really not in competition. But I really think so many of us would have been short-sighted thinking, well, my husband's being very supportive, sure. but I don't want to stress the family. So I got to, you know what I mean? Sure. So I that would have- be natural. Yeah. And very short-sighted, but that formula was like, like that made such sense. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. We only have a couple minutes. Time flies with you. It's just unbelievable. I could, you're like business church. So (laughs) on your parting note, what would be the last bit of wisdom that you're generously throwing our way as we wrap up this conversation? Well, I mean, I would, I would share the wisdom of, of a person who I consider to be a mentor, even though I, I don't even recall this person's name. I think I only met him a couple of times and he just happened to have some great advice uh, right when I needed to hear, you know, my, one of my good mentors who are great friends and mentors, Dondi Scumachi, who she is just one of the top leadership strategists and mentors in the, in the world for huge companies all over. And we call these, we were in a discussion, we were talking about this. We call these people drive by mentors oh, because great. they just happen to be there. They just happen to drive by or walk by or be in the, yeah. you know, the coffee room or whatever it has to be and say the very thing you need to hear at the moment you're ready and you need to hear it. And I I was in a sales slump early in my sales career and I was really pressing and because of this, and I was focused on me, right? Not on my customers. I was focusing on getting out of this slump and making the sale. And he said to me, and he wasn't even in the sales department. I think he was an engineer and I think he retired soon after, just a nice older guy. And he said, Berg, can I give you some advice? I said, yeah, please do, I, I need it. He said, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't have making money as your target. Your mm. target is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, he said, you'll get a reward. And that reward will come mm. in the form of money. And you can do with that money whatever you choose. But never forget, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. The money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It's not the target itself. Your target is serving others. And I think when we approach business that way, I think that when we approach sales that way, Chris, I think we're really nine steps ahead of the game in a 10-step game. My gosh, I heard angels sing. <laughs> you're wonderful. Bob, you're so generous. I just don't have the gumption to call you Berg. So I'm going to go. I should be calling you Mr. Berg, but he was a last name you. kind of guy. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, you know, everybody, I could always ask our guests, where can they find more of your wisdom? But please just key his name in online. He's everywhere or get yourself over to Amazon and treat yourself. Boom, boom, boom. Just start getting those books. And no, that, Chris- that, yeah. I, I would suggest if people would like to, that they visit the go without the hyphen, the go giver community. Oh, okay, this is a community. Okay. My, my business partner, Kathy Tage and I, a lot, and I okay. put together uh, filled with go givers, building their business, living their life, providing okay. value to others and receiving. And mm. so it's uh, so I would uh, certainly make that invite. Oh, 
Yes. How dare I speak for you? Absolutely. Go giver community. Always wise yeah, words. The, the gogivercommunity.com. Okay. We will make sure to put that in the show notes for sure. <laughs> Everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. And once again, Bob, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Hey, everyone, don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. <laughs>